Hello, welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and this is going to be the last episode of 2022 because I'm taking a break for the holidays, but I'll be back in January. So if you are an avid listener, do not worry. There's like a hundred more episodes coming. So uh, look out in the new year for this podcast. Thank you. Bye. Have a great holiday. Today I'm chatting with Laura Gonçalves, a 2D animator from Portugal who is part of the BAP Animation Studio Collective. She's known for such films as Drop by Drop, Three Weeks in December, and her most recent work, The Garbage Man, of which she shares all about her process from ideation to funding to production and aftermath. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's really nice to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to chat. Um, I, I'm wondering if you can, you know, we're, I would love to chat about your short film and also, you know, what you do in Portugal and, and the artist collective you're part of. But maybe let's just start with your short film, The Garbage Man. Can you give me a short synopsis on what this film is about? And then we can chat about the wonderful journey to make it and put it out there and get some awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So the film is, um inspired it's it's basically um this um gathering of my family um during uh a lunch uh on an august day where all of the people come together and we start talking about uh, a member of the family that um, is not there anymore but we are uh, just sharing memories of different moments of his life uh, from the dictatorship, like growing in the, the fascism in Portugal uh, during the dictatorship, going to, to the war in Angola and coming back to Portugal uh, and uh, going to France, immigrating to France with his family to look for a better life, uh, where he worked in... Um, for 30 years as a garbage man, where he would collect things and bring it to us. Uh, and we are just sharing the memories that we have uh, of all of these uh, moments. And it's all, um, it's my fam- it's all based on uh, my family's voices and there is in the stories that they're telling. And it's actually a very um, uh, true moment <laughs> for yeah, us. Yeah, it feels, it feels uh, very much so when you're it, watching. It is, uh, I'm wondering, um, you know, a lot of animators want to create short films and uh, a lot of people choose to do fantasy things that they've thought of or characters they've thought of. But you chose to do something very intimate and not only intimate for yourself, but involve your family members um, in in a very, you know, they're talking about somebody that's not there anymore and uh, many details of his life. And it's done in such a, a, a... I think the animation style fits perfectly with it. It's very unique and it feels very like homegrown. You know, why did you choose to do something of this nature? Uh, So I am very interested in people's stories. And I think that uh, there is so much about personal stories that, um, of course, that fantasy is very beautiful and you can take a lot out from... uh, you know, imagination. Uh, in this case, uh, I think that I, as a filmmaker, and as a person, most of all, I really love to hear stories, and uh, I love to to draw. And I have this for a long time, which is I just imagine stories while people are telling me, and I just visualize them in animation. So it's it's something that I I always wanted to, to do. And this one, this film came from, it just came out this year, but I've been listening to all of these stories that people, that my family are sharing at the table all of the time that I'm with them. And it's, I've been visualizing this film for a long time now. And it's also, I did also other films that are based on uh, voices, uh, on on, uh, real stories that, uh, we captured the voices and uh, we made a, uh, um, a movie about it because 
there is so many things that people can tell um, that are not specific, they're not famous, but they can be telling the story of so many people in the world. And animation has a very big power of communicating, of being this universal language of uh, speaking to so many uh, people through using these these real voices, but using this uh, drawing on top. In my case, is drawing I use two D traditional animation, and um, for me, it made sense for the memories and the um, the merging between the present and the past. Yeah. I think it's it's a very powerful tool, animation, and it's a very powerful. Um, uh, the, the the stories of people being said by themselves is also very powerful. So it's just putting these two things together. Yeah, you raise you raise a really interesting point about you know you you took your family's life and you basically broadcast it to the whole world through animation, which is you know it's done the festival circuit. We're talking. I'm in a different country. You know, I never heard about you before this film, etc. Did it take any convincing from your family to work on this? Like, you know, because they're part of this project as well, even though they didn't animate on it, their voices and their stories. Um, you know, I <laughs> I have a I have a grandmother who would tell me stories of her childhood her whole life. But if I were to tell them back to her, she'd be like, no, you got this wrong or you didn't do this. Or, you know, it's it, it they were like very precious to her. Did you have any of that kind of experience with? creating this project and making it publicly available? So uh, I didn't have any problems because it was very, um, I, I, it was very intimate, the whole process. And uh, it was basically, I asked them to tell me the stories that they usually tell me with just a recorder. It wasn't very invasive and we were just having a conversation. So it was very simple to have their um they are um uh how do you say um uh, tranquil they were very tranquil about the whole process uh, unless uh, except for a few subjects that mm. they're not so used to talk about and i wanted to i wanted to talk about in the film which were about the war and about the immigration to France, which my aunt, um, the wife of my uncle, didn't really want to talk about so much, because uh, it was very painful uh, for her to 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 talk about these subjects, and for me to make the film was very important to touch this subject because it's also one of the reasons why I wanted to make this film is because my because my my uncle is also. Uh, it also it's it's a person that represents thousands of people in Portugal that went through the same moments in history in this in this moment in Portugal, and this is the story of a lot of people that went through the same. And it was very important for me to to talk about these things with my family, and because they didn't know in case of the war they didn't know that much about it. So I wanted to capture the. The, the actually that ignorance that there was going on in Portugal at that time where they didn't know what was going on. And I wanted to, to have that in the film. Um, but th those were the more uh, difficult parts to get. Yeah. But at the same time, it was very rewarding to have that. And to be honest, they, they always trusted me. And with this, they knew that they, you know they know me so i wasn't a filmmaker that was going there to a, a random family and asking them personal questions they trusted that i was going to do i asked are you okay with me making a film about uncle and and they said you know what we trust you and we trust that you do what <laughs> uh that you're going to do whatever you're going to make us not regret this so <laughs> it was very important to hear this from them and i always wanted to just you know homage that trust that we have between us and that uh, strength uh, link mm. between us that i wanted to have also in the film and um 
yeah, it, it was it was very. I I I was only able to do this film because my family trusted me, and they are my inspiration definitely for uh, my work. Um, and a lot of things that I do are coming from these moments that we are together and we're sharing. So I really owe them a lot. Yeah, and I, think I wanted to share this story with with everyone. Yeah, I think, well, I think you did it successfully, at least from my experience with the film. But I think it's really interesting that, uh, you know, this this was a kind of a film that you had to get consent from multiple people that were very personal to you to make. Um, you know, I'm wondering, who is the audience for this film? Like, did you, you made it for yourself or you made it for them or you made it for, you mentioned so many like kind of stakeholders, other people who experienced this. Like, what is the, what is like, what is the dream of having this film out into the world for you well of course that we make it for us first of all i think that you the only reason why you feel like you are spending three years making something is yeah. because you really love it and you 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 believe in it and of course that's when you're making a, a film you're always thinking uh, how you're going to communicate um, communicate things and what is the importance of the subject that you are um, working on and what do you want to say with it. And for me, with this film, was very important to talk um, about this personal story of a, of a man that um, is uh, growing up in a small town in Portugal during the dictatorship is forced to go to war. It's uh, forced to immigrate after he's coming because there's a dictatorship in Portugal and is uh, going to France to work in whatever comes that can give him a better life. And that life is to be a garbage man in France. And this is very powerful because um, this is not talking. It's 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 talking to a public that it's people that not it's not just from Portuguese that went through the same um, steps. They did the same thing. Uh, there is thousands of people that went to war. There's most of my the people I know know someone that was in the war. Know someone that has someone that went to the immigration um, in the sixties in seventies to France or Switzerland or um, and this this is also there is also immigration happening now and um, people that are going through the garbage of people you know we are throwing away things all the time and it's it's also about that you know it's like giving um, a, a second life to things that you have I think that that is also very special uh, and I think it's a it's a it's a subject that it's also very important to me. It's something that I inherited from my from my uncle, and I think that I'm from a generation that it starts to valuing that again. And it's it's a it's a very important subject. Um, that uh, and and besides the immigration as well, you know, there is a lot of immigration that in discrimination and. Um, Portuguese people suffered a lot from that in in France, and now we're doing the same in Portugal to other people. So it's 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 good to tell story. Telling stories is is very important because they're history, and you can learn from history. And you know, before uh, you are uh, speaking bad to another person, just look at yourself and look at your own country and look what you what your history went through as well yeah, so this was, very, this film was important to me because of that it's very interesting to hear you speak about all this after watching the film it comes across very apparently and and i think you approach the subject from a really heartfelt place and it's also you know not typically you don't you hear people's family members speak from their personal personal experience and it all wrapped up and everything too i'm wondering you know you also mentioned you worked on this for three years <laughs> before and you've been hearing these stories all your life how did you convince uh whoever you know has the money and the production experience and whatnot how did you convince them that your film needs to be made and you can spend three years producing it like what did it take from that perspective going back in time 
um, it wasn't supposed to be three years. It was three years because of the COVID. So All it right. was extended because the, it, it, there was a lot of delays. We had to work from home. And in our studio, we like to work with each other in the same space. And uh, it's 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 um, to be at home and being um, having to write emails and do Zoom calls is a lot of it's a lot more different than to have someone next to you and you can just mimic things and explain things. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, back so back in the start, you know, how did you pitch this project to 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 successfully get it funded and and produced? So I um, I we, I got a fund from uh, ICA, which is the Institute um, Institute Cinema uh, Audiovisual uh, in Portugal, which is the 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 cultural funding for uh, cinema. And we have an animation uh, specific, uh, specifically um, appliance. And I pitched it, uh, I did a, a dossier um, where we have, uh, we present our note of intention, what is supposed to be the film. I wanted it to be animated documentary, so based on real voices. And I uh, wrote the treatment, which is, um a sort of the the ambience uh what things are happening but it's not a, a script because being documentary we have the um we have the alternative of um write a text that explains more the the sort of environment and the interviews that we want the voices that we want to to have like more of the um, what is going to be more of the the feeling to the the yeah. short and um the script is more technical like the the character comes uh comes in from the right and it's it, it's something that i i couldn't have at that moment because i didn't also had all of the interviews um so it that was very helpful that they, they started only a few years um, opening this up for animated documentary, which was very good. So the dossier is constituted by note of intention, treatment, storyboard, um, also a character um, um, concepts and yeah. also visual concepts studies. You need all of this just to, to you need all of this just to pitch the idea. Sorry? You need all of this just to pitch the idea? <laughs> yes. Wow. This is, so you have this, to do all this work ahead of time. That's crazy. Yes. It's, it's basically a pre-production a pre of a pre-production yeah. pre -pre of the movie. So it's going to be, it's it's mostly the, the so the, the jury that is going to give you the money knows what is your attention as, as a director. Yeah. Yeah. to have um what what is what is the objective of the film so it, it's very important to talk about the characters the 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 sound the music the the voices for me it was very important to talk about the voices and my relationship to the main character and the characters in the film and also the memories and also uh in the north of intention of course you have to do with you know, I'm I'm from that small town, and it's important yeah. to to talk about this to, to everyone. So this dossier was handed, uh, for the the uh, how do you say, uh, the, the grant writing or the or the the treatment? application. Yeah, yes. the application. How important was it that you had animation experience in this? And and like, uh, you know, there's there's credits in the movie, and there's quite a few people that worked on it as well. Did you have you know, was part of the application that you already had a team and you knew people that could work on this, or did they did they hook you up with the team, or did you have to find animators after this? Like they just trusted you, say, "Here's some money, go go <laughs> go find people who can make this happen." We have to with the dossier. We also apply with uh, a budget. Like this is the money that we need. This is the people that are going to work in the yeah. film. And um, these are the materials that we're going to use. So we need, you know, like everything is budget budgeted, and we know 
uh, I have the the luck of uh, working in a studio where we have a team of people that are, I usually work with, yeah. and we can um, we we know who to count with. Uh, of course, when 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 the time comes, we we make adjustments, but usually we know who, who is going to work for it more or less. Um, and usually we don't put those people in in the application. The, the names uh, maybe it's more of the cre- it's more the creators for example if you have someone to write with you uh, if it's a fiction you have like a, an author that you write the story with as a director and you put also the curriculum of this person counts if it's someone that uh, can provide you know the jury with some uh, knowledge of okay this person you know, we know who, what the work that this person does. Yeah, the wow. curriculum is something important. So, but it, um, it sounds like you already. Well, you said you're already part of a a group of people who who you've worked with before. But say you're brand new, you're living in Portugal, and you want to apply to this. How difficult is it for somebody who's new and you know loves animation, maybe did animation in school, to figure out things like a budget and a production and and to, you know kind of have a name for themselves that might be uh trustworthy to the to the to the jurors yeah yeah that's a very good question i didn't answer that part because of the how because i am i was an animator and i did films before so it was something that i already um had some experience with also the structure is very important because they help a lot uh in this film was produced by banda park which is a, a a production company of cinema and Bob uh, is is our studio, which does uh, animation. Now it's also a production uh, cooperative. We also produce our own films, uh, and we, with that structure, we can um, together understand how this budget is built. Having some experience uh, working on films, we know sort yeah. of how long they're going to take, and this is very important when you're making a budget to understand that. If you have like a, a movement of, of camera of 60 seconds or, you know, like, you, you know, already if, if it's, I usually, I, I love to do animation as well for the films that I, I direct as well. So there's a part of that that I know that I'm, I don't, I'm not going to give to an animator. So all of this counts when you're making, building this budget. When a new person is making a dossier, it's um it's always very abstract because uh if it, it it depends on a lot of things there's not a specific way of working in animation that's one of the beautiful things about animation i think is that people can do it in very different ways things can be very different depending on the material the materials can be very expensive and this can take like half of the budget but they can also be done all in computer which makes a, a big difference too uh, or not, because that can also be very expensive. It depends, but uh, it always depends. That's that's the thing. But as a as a as a lonely, as a solo uh, filmmaker applying for the first time, I think it's very important to talk to people that already done it. Yeah. Um, getting some feedback on um, more than feedback is more count- counseling on how to build a budget also because this is very important when you're making a film to know that you're not sliding um, slippering on the budget that you know that you're going to be able to finish it with the money that you have and this takes um this takes some some concentration you have to stop sometimes and think do maths and understand if the people that you have working with you can help you finish the film. What can you do by yourself and what can you give to other people? Um, so uh, getting someone to, to talk with um, would be important. You don't have to go with the producer right away. Like This person is usually the, the producer that helps you understand the budget, what you need. But um in portugal you don't have to go with with a producer you can go as a solo filmmaker as well it's more difficult because the structures that are already proven to be successful help to get the financial support because they're giving thousands of euros and uh it's usually very they 
if you have a structure behind it's it's easier it's easier in that way um but at at the same time you know it's nice to um you know not let all of the same ones win all of the time because that's a problem as well it, when you have <laughs> when you build a curriculum and then you know like you have new artists that want to come in and it's difficult for them because you know there's these structures that already yeah, exist yeah. Um, but there is one thing that is really nice in Portugal. Now I'm talking only about Portugal because I don't know about other systems that that well. I know a little bit about France as well, um, and Spain, um, which is uh, in Portugal. You have two uh, in this application. Uh, it's once a year, and two of the projects are always given to people that are doing their first or second project. Oh. So even if they come on the number 18 or thir or or 30 um they will be financial uh, they will be um supported to to work uh, yeah. on their film. That's good to, to know. I'm I'm wondering if there are people that are in Portugal that are going to listen to this and apply afterwards. I'm wondering maybe we can roll things back a little bit for you because you know you were involved in an artist community uh you're you're you took uh, just, just where did it start for for you? Like, if you're gonna go back in time, where did uh, Laura, as the animator, begin her journey? As an animator in animation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's always a long time ago. <laughs> let's roll it back. No, uh, <laughs> let's see. memories. Um, so I started um, actually. Um, the the I started in doing animation it, it, when I started university. Mm. On well, not when I started. It was actually on the third year because I did animated document. Um, sorry, not animated documentary. I did uh, art and multimedia in fine arts in Lisbon, and which where I did a lot of things like video, photography, um, painting. And and then we had a chance to uh, choose um, like a, a speciality, and I chose animation. Hmm. And in the animation course was given by Zep, which is also a filmmaker in Portugal, and he gave us a lot of history of on uh, animation. And this was very important to me for the years after to come. He, he gave us uh, so many uh, beautiful, interesting short films that we saw that I never saw and it was the first time like stop motion to the since um since the beginning of animation and I feel like that was um was very useful for me to understand what was happening in animation in the world and understanding how I could contribute as well. But going a little bit more behind, I think that the reason why I got I fell in love with animation was in this specifically on short films um was when i was a kid there was cable tv in portugal and i remember this channel that there was only at night which was called locomotion and there was short films at night and being a kid i watched my the, these short films that were not for kids. They were not like I used to watch Factory Network and all of these things, which are have a very specific public. But this one was for everyone, and it was amazing to be as a kid to be treated. I felt like I was being treated like an adult, like mm. a you know, it was very at the level. And I fell I fell in love for. I thought that it was completely out of mind this medium that could talk to everyone. Um, so yeah, when I went to university and I had a chance to apply for animation, I just went for it and I really loved to draw. So to have the, you know, drawings in movement, uh, I just, you know, it was amazing. I just started doing that. And then I started working for Sabine Lata, which uh, is a producer. Yeah. Uh, of, maybe maybe uh, before that, you know, when you're in... Company in Lisbon. When you're in animation school and um, you're looking, or sorry, you're you're in, taking your fine arts and then you choose animation, were you also looking at the industry in Portugal as well and saying like, what are the opportunities if I choose animation 
to pursue a career like like I, i'm just not familiar with the industry and in, of animation in, in portugal at all so like when you're I, studying it i what... wasn't really that you weren't really that concerned <laughs> no i was sorry this stopped a little bit oh that's all right. um i wasn't really that concerned about uh animation uh, like the industry because when I, I i only started doing animation on my third year and in the second semester i went to do erasmus in uh, southampton in england and mm. and then when i came back i started i applied for an internship in this company uh the sitting Latte company um because i just wanted you know to work on a studio to see how it was and i was really lucky because they were opening this um one internship only to for for someone to work um actually on the film by jean miguel ribeiro which was my first film that i worked <laughs> um and uh i got i applied and also um Shah Alexandra Hamid, which was also in this podcast one one uh, <laughs> like a few years back. And uh, we applied for the same job and we both got it. <laughs> and uh, so I just got into I started working on the studio um and I got the opportunity to work on after I did the internship, they invited me to work me and, and also uh, Alexandra. We started working on another another film professionally, which was for David and Vasco, who, uh, and now the four of us work now together in Porto in this oh, wow. Bob studio. So it's it all started there, and um, so that's I, I met a lot of people in the studio. It was really important for me to apply for that that studio. I never had to you know look at what was going on. I just applied for the internship. I got it. It was all very lucky. Did. You know, it was the timing. It was, it was, uh, it was very good, and they liked my work, so that was super. That was very nice. And uh, after I worked a few years, I went to do a master's um, in England because I wanted to do my film, and I had already applied uh, for the for the financial support in Portugal for doing a film, but twice, and and I didn't got it. And I really wanted to make a film, so I went to England to to make a film in a master's. And uh, when I came back, I had a film, and and um, I got invited to uh, come to Porto and work on David and Vasco's uh, next film oh. <laughs> as an animator, also with with Alexandra. So we kind of both of us kind of did a path together. And after we finished that film, we applied for a film together. So we got the financial support finally, and we made our first film together. Amazing. Uh, me and, and Alexandra, uh, which was called Drop by Drop. Yeah. I, um, just to roll back a bit, why did you have to, like, you wanted to create your own film. Why did you choose to do it through a master's instead of just taking time off yourself in Portugal to make to make a film? What did, like, what is the extra value of, of doing a master's? that you that you got yeah so uh at that time there was the crisis and uh, there was um, a, a very big cut in portuguese uh in, in the economy in portugal uh it was very very bad uh for a lot of countries uh, especially mm. portugal and italy and greece and ireland um here they stopped financial support completely for cinema so there was a lot of people unemployed during that time and uh, i decided to go to study during that time uh, to england and i chose england specifically to go do my masters because i wanted to do uh, i wanted to uh, um work uh on the expression of animation, but uh, on documentary using these both um, medias. And there was not that many things at that time, this was 2011. Um, and there wasn't that much things happening on this at that time. It was something, now there's a lot, animated documentaries become 
um, something that has its own um, category. But at that time, it it didn't it wasn't like that, and there wasn't that many people writing about it. The reason why I wanted to do this masters was because I found out that there was this um, teacher called Paul Ward uh, in Bournemouth University that was writing about animated documentaries, and he was a teacher of animation there. So I applied for the master's, which was like the first or the second year of master's. I don't remember now. I don't have it so clear in my mind, but I know that they were just opening this course of master's, which was very uh, all everyone together. It was just animation. It was animation, photography, design. It was a very arty school. Everything they had uh, fashion and um, photography. Uh, sound. They had a lot of subjects. It was very interesting, and um, this really ap appealed to me. And I went there uh, mostly for um, the future, and and then I I ended up uh, fighting a lot to make my film because they they wanted me to just write, but I really wanted to make a film, and that was really worth it. And I learned a lot. It was really good because yeah. he invited also people that was very important to me to meet at that point so yes i mean you can you can make if you want to make a film you can make it yourself at in in the house by yourself yeah. but i don't have that discipline and i wouldn't be able to do it and i think that doing a master's or doing some kind of even if it's just a workshop something that uh, you you know you can talk to people you can be inspired it also depends on people. I, I need to be surrounded by people. I love to share this and I get really inspired and motivated if I'm surrounded by people. I'm not, um, you know, like I'm not so, of course I have my moments as well as yeah. everyone, but I, I rather work and I feel like my ideas come more when I'm, when I'm talking with people and I'm surrounded by people. Yeah, makes this sense. This is so just my experience. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the collective you're part of now, that where it sounds like it's kind of uh, your dream of working. <laughs> it is. You're making it your is. own stuff, I, you're helping I'm, other people I'm make their stuff, you're not by yourself. I'm part of this collective. Yes, it is like that. We So basically we started as a studio um, doing animation for Bonaparte, um, and then we uh, we made films there for, for a long time. All together, it was uh, me, uh, Alexandra, David, and Vasco, and Vitor Hugo, and and then the team started getting bigger and bigger, and we were just making films and working on each other's films. So if I was making a film, they would work on mine, um, and vice versa. And this would make sure that you could have a more full-time job in a way, be, uh, um, like have, have, have a work during the, the year because you wouldn't have to, okay, now I finished the film and now I need the break and I don't have any work to do because I need to think about my next project. In this case, here in a collective, you could, when you finish a film, you can start doing animation or painting um, for another person's film. So that is very, um, it gives us some base, some um, uh, nice cushion that it's nice to think of while we're thinking about another project, we can still be, be paid for making work and uh, also make you know make a film with another person that we really love which is uh, you know we, we we like to work on on people's films that we like you know it's 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 it takes so long to make a film that this, the time that you spend during uh, work uh, if, if it's one year or three years whatever it is at least it's something that is rewarding you're liking the time that you're spending with these people and for us, it was very important. This collective uh, is it, it works because we we like to work on each other's films. We like we respect each other as authors. We like to spend time with each other, and we really push each other. Um, and um, and yes, we we got uh, now we are uh, a cooperative, 
um, of App Animation Studios. Uh, and we produce our own films. And we have a, 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 a big team, uh, small, but, you know, we're kind of a small studio. We're not big. <laughs> when we, when I say big is because we started by being five or six and now we're 15. So it's getting bigger and bigger. And, uh, also these people that we are working with, with are also making their films. So it's, it's really beautiful and it's really interesting. Yeah. And we are always, you know, the, the, the really good things is that we are always giving feedback and receiving feedback and this is very important um to have when you're making a film and it makes us yeah, think about I, what we're doing i really love and i've th i've thought about bap animation studios over the years as well ever since i heard about it i really love the idea of just a, coll a collective of artists um you know working on each other's films and it makes sense from a sustainability standpoint too because if you get funding one year somebody else gets funding another year, you're still working kind of full time. Do you take also uh, commercial work from, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, other clients as well? Or is it only, you know, government funded uh, films that you make? We um, actually, we never had to do commercial work. So mm. we have been um, for more than 10 years working on just tutorial works. Wow. Um, so we have been working on short films um, that we want to make and we feel like they're going to bring something to people. So we are very lucky about yeah, that. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> um, if you were to take a snapshot of kind of, you know, the opportunities of animators in Portugal right now, you know, you're part of a col uh, collective. Um, how much work is there for people trying to break in to the industry in, in Portugal? So it, it is very, very difficult to get into the, to, it's, it's very difficult, but it's always, you know, it depends on the timing. Uh, I can speak for ourselves at uh, BAP, but I think that I also speak for a lot of, of other companies. Uh, we have a very specific team that we already it's very important when we are making a budget that we already know who, who which of the people are going to work on it what we can count on it what are the styles people that fit more people that would enjoy more working on this and other people that would enjoy more working on this and they can bring different things into uh these different projects and sometimes um we get uh you know uh people that want to work with us and it's very difficult sometimes to fit them in because we have a very the budget that we have it, it's that one that it, it goes completely to you know that film and to those people and sometimes it's dif difficult to get people in but sometimes it's like a leap of faith and we get people uh that we never worked with and we start working with and we are very lucky because um we enjoy their work but it's it's a very big leap of faith because it's very important that we know what to count yeah. with when we are working on such a tight budget so um and we like to really pay for people to work with us so we don't like we don't really like to have internships uh even though i think that they are very important for uh the person that is doing the internship to understand if they like like to work in studio first of all because you need to really be passionate about making the same drawing that it looks a lot you know very close you know sometimes people start working in this in the studio and working on animation and they think wait is not what i want after all so i think that an internship period is very important for the person to understand if they like to be working on a studio and also for the people in the studio to understand how, how how much this person can provide you know like in in the end of the day it is a, it is a job but it needs a lot of passion it's not just a service for us because we are not making yeah. you know like we don't have we're not working on commercials where we have okay you just do this and that's it and then you can go to your life we like to keep people we like to make sure that uh, when once we all like to invest on people so if we have someone that we like we um make sure that uh, 
well, we make sure in, inside of, the, you know, the possibilities that we can work with them on, on other projects. And this is very important to us that it's not just people that are coming and going. It's people that we are, you know, creating an environment of um, work and family and being well with each other. Yeah, well, well, obviously it's paying off because, you know, your film and other films have got on to win many, many awards, which I think is great. I'm wondering, you know, kind of summing up your experience, you you discovered that you really enjoyed animation in, in uh, college in your third year. You went away to uh, London to do a master's. You did your own film. You come back, you're part of this collaborative and you just finished producing an amazing film that has done the circuit of festivals and whatnot. How does this all feel as a you know, it was a life choice and a career choice for you. Like, just how does this feel right now? <laughs> no, it feels really, it, it feels really good because I really love animation and studio yeah. animation, uh, which is uh, the animation that I do. I feel like it has a lot of potentiality that uh, you can reinvent yourself all of the time. It's like a whiteboard that you can really create worlds. And so I think that it's something that I would, I will not get tired of <laughs> as long as um you can create different worlds so i think that uh, it is something that i won't get bored of that fast at least for now <laughs> <laughs> oh good but so it is what's, what's next for you something that can really... so i've been doing short films um and which i really love i love the formats and I, I really love to use people's voices, uh, the real voices of people. But when you're in an editing process, uh, you have to take a lot of things out because you have, you know, like a limit on yeah. time. And uh, I would like to, in the future, work on different formats. So extend a little bit more the time. So I would like, um, I, I've just got financial support for, um development of a series so uh, i will be doing that with um uh a, a friend of mine uh, Lu uh lucia vicent which is a writer and she uh, has made um a, a, a book called um m of oh, no sorry uh Portuguesas com M grande. Sorry, let me just translate this. Portuguese with big M. M is mulher, which means woman in Portuguese. And uh, the the series um, touches a little bit of this subject of uh, the role played by woman in the disconstructing the, the the role of woman in the jobs. So like jobs that supposedly are for men and uh, they're being played by women but um, it's all based on real stories so each episode would be um, to um, congratulations that's a that's a, you're going from a short film right into a development of a series that's amazing well it's a development it's something that we are working on and we're going to to do some interviews and to see how uh, we can develop uh, an idea about yeah, this. And, yeah. um, it's it's a very different world because in short films, you don't really think about a public and uh, you kind of make a, a, a movie that it's important to be told. And in, in the series, it's different logic. So it's something that I'm really um, curious to understand how it works and yeah. uh, how to get this language of animation and documentary further into a wider public. Well, I think that's, uh, that is definitely a challenge, <laughs> but I think yeah. that's incredible. I, I, you know, I wish you best of luck in this. And I, you know, I think it's great that you've partnered with a, a writer and um, it sounds really fun to be honest that you're exploring this. I'm wondering maybe as we're wrapping up, you know, we, we chatted about the garbage man, your career, your beginnings and where you're going. Is there anything left that you wanted to share for, uh, you know, those pursuing animation in Portugal or short film storytelling or anything, anything else that's on your mind? No, just to underline that idea of uh, if you like animation, and uh, if you're passionate about, uh, you know, the moving image and you want to tell stories, just go for it. 
write yeah. about it, if you can apply for it, um, apply with a dossier for the, the financial support, if you want to develop something in your house, or to even get a collective with, with friends of yours that also are um wants to even if it's music you know like animation is so complex it's made of so many uh you know like music is a very important part um sound design uh writing so you can you know get a collective of, of people that you can push each other and, and this can be a really nice way of doing it and also you were saying you were asking before about someone like you know how it is to work in 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 to get into the, the field, you know, send portfolios, show that you're there and uh, maybe, you know, you get seen and, and just being seen, you know, if you, if you hide, no one is going to see anything. So just yeah. knock on doors. <laughs> I think that, I mean, there's two things there. One is, you know, your, you, your story yourself is a testament to just pushing for the love of animation. You said even you applied twice before and you got rejected for funding. So that's yeah. really normal you shouldn't be afraid of being rejected it's, it doesn't mean that you're not doing you know like you shouldn't be doing this it's like okay it's just yeah. a no just go for another well one. often often and i feel this way too when i put together a pitch idea it's so personal and when i get rejected it feels like it feels terrible but it's just part of business the timing isn't right or you know you didn't have the right consultation from people who who've done it before so and i love that you push yourself you, you went you're like you know what there's nothing happening in animation in portugal right now i'm going to go to a different country and uh you even had to push to make a documentary there when they didn't want you to do that so and look where you are now i think it's great you're part of this collaborative you've got your your first short film which has won multiple awards and uh developing a series so i think that's i think that's really really fantastic <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, thank yeah, you so thank much you. for it, it was, it, it, this was part, this is all there's, it's not just, you know, me, it's like, it's a part yeah. of it. It's like pushing each other. I think that that is, you know, like I'm not here just because, uh, you know, of me, there was a lot of things that made this happen. And it's, uh, there's a lot of things that contribute to this, like people pushing, talking to people and, uh, showing your work. Uh, and yeah, it's 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 important to 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 be um, out there. Go to festivals. Go to festivals yeah. is also something very important. Meet other. Important. If you go to a festival, every single person there is a fanatic about animation. So it's yeah, you're gonna have something in common with everybody. <laughs> yes, definitely. Amazing. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share, Laura, as we're wrapping up here? No, thank you so much for the invitation. It's it's really. Um, I really love Toronto. I went to TIFF uh, this year. Oh, amazing. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was I wish personal. I knew we could have met up. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> when you said that you were in Toronto, I was very happy. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and, you know, best of success with uh, your series development. I think that's fantastic and uh, I'll look out for that. And, uh, you know, it's great to chat with you and hear what's going on in your part of the world too. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank and if you're you. listening and you want to follow Laura or get in touch with her, you can check out her Instagram and I'll include a link to that in the description of this chat. And that's all for now. So thank you so much for listening. Okay. Bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work. 